0: everyone and welcome to episode 31 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. It is our first episode of 2022 uh, and we're happy to be back at it and hopefully we'll get ourselves on a more regular schedule here. Uh, so today we are sitting down and talking all things car camping, snow running, uh, and our time at Frozen Head talking about some adventure running, how to plan it, how to car camp, um, and a little bit about winter running weather, okay? Uh, So this was Bud's first time at Frozen Head, so he's no longer a Frozen Head virgin. We broke him in and had a great time. Didn't exactly go as planned due to snow and ice around uh, Nashville and Frozen Head, but we had a great time. So, we just kind of chat about that and chat about the future. So, uh, take us along with you on your long run, and here we go. Hey, bud. Hey, Lauren. How are you?
1: I'm good. What are you up to?
0: I am, uh, well, it's been a long day, and I am now sitting here talking to you, enjoying some beer, Mm -hmm. some local craft beer. A uh, vanilla cream ale made here in Tennessee, and it's pretty good. But uh, what about you, Bud?
1: Uh, seltzer water. Oh,
0: look at you being all healthy yeah. and good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, I'm at I'm at volleyball practice.
0: Yeah. Doing the dad thing.
1: Doing the dad thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So, are are we able to say why today is a special day?
0: Sure. Go ahead.
1: So today is your son Avi's family day.
0: That's right.
1: So he's, he's been a member of your family for ten years, correct?
0: Uh, eleven now. It's eleven. So okay. it makes it eleven. I can't believe it. Wow. Yeah. So January eleventh, two thousand eleven. So one eleven eleven. Uh, is the day uh, in Hong Kong when we officially uh, took custody of Avi. So we. Some people say "gotcha day," but okay. we say "family day." And, yeah, so today is like a, it's kind of like oh. a second birthday. So we tell yeah, him, exactly. you know, it's kind of fun because he gets his birthday. We get to celebrate his birthday, but then also his family day. Um, So, yeah, today was his family day. Yeah.
1: And he got to do fun stuff?
0: Uh, we tried. It was a busy day. We had doctor's appointments and things, uh, you know, normal life stuff. But I tried to fill it with treats. Uh, mm. Husband's out of town. So tomorrow we'll probably go out to dinner to celebrate. Um, but yeah, I just tried to make it fun and get him all of his favorite things today. So was, was I good.
1: Was I correct? Did I see a picture of him blowing up a glove? Yeah, a so
0: so listen, you know, to <laughs> so my son Alvi has some special needs and we have lots of doctors appointments and things. Mm. And so his he, he used to be and still kind of is obsessed with balloons. Okay. It's okay. one of his things. <laughs> so when he first came home balloons was his obsession like that is the only thing yeah. he wanted and cared about and so he still really enjoys anything that he can inflate okay so he <laughs> loves he loves the he calls them hand balloons, okay? hand balloons. <laughs> yeah and i should say he's about to turn 15 he has autism yeah. Uh, But he calls them hand balloons. Uh, They're gloves, latex (laughs) gloves that you blow up into a balloon. (laughs) He's got his own method of how he does it. It's down pat, it's very impressive. He was showing that skill off today at the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so he, you know, that's usually like his reward after a doctor's appointment. He gets a hand balloon. Uh, Usually everybody's willing to give him a hand balloon. Uh, so, yeah if the if the doctor says you can't have a hand balloon then we're out no more we can't go to that doctor anymore uh so yeah so he got him a hand or, balloon today or if they have the,
1: the latex ones can inflate like a balloon but the nitrile ones they're horrible they're hard they're like, the, the don't nitrile
0: don't give a lot of they don't have a lot of give no. and stretch but he can still do it he's he's oh, pretty okay. good at it but yeah the latex ones are way better Trust me. I'm like, I have a PhD in like inflatables and balloons. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, it was a good day. It's busy, normal life stuff, but we got to celebrate him uh, and we'll, we'll keep celebrating him
1: tomorrow. So, yeah.
0: So it was a fun day, fun and busy. So now yeah, I'm sitting good. here getting ready to talk about running.
1: Awesome. So I'm in my forerunner. It's my mobile studio. Yep. And my mobile camp station i I took all my camping gear out it's like perfectly clean in here it's unbelievable yep okay okay
0: yeah so this past weekend um bud and i both visited uh frozen head to run and camp in the snow and this was bud's first uh visit and experience with frozen head so i uh He was no longer a frozen head virgin. Uh, We took care of that.
1: (laughs) So why is it called frozen head? I mean, it is super cold up there, but that's not all the time.
0: Oh, I don't know. I didn't look that up.
1: In the summer, it's got to be outrageous hot, but it was freezing. It was
0: cold, yeah. So for those who don't live in the South, we had a mini blizzard. I don't know what you call a snowpocalypse. Here in Nashville, it dumped about a half a foot of snow which is very unusual uh and frozen head didn't have quite as much but they typically do get get some snowfall during the winter and um yeah it was cold still snowy and icy there which i i kind of love that was my second time being at frozen head in the snow so i I liked it
1: so Um, i was seeing yeah i was seeing like 19 degrees is what i was saying yeah, I was in
0: the teens, I think, when we were yeah. out there that first day. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, so originally, okay, originally, uh, I had in my mind uh, thought, okay, I want to do the Barkley Challenge Loop. There's two different loops people do, a lot of people do like this 20 mile loop, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, but I had this t- almost a marathon, a 25-ish mile loop, um, the Barclay Challenge loop that I really wanted to do. I've never done the full loop. Every time I've been there, I, I usually kind of break things up. Uh, and so that was my original plan. And Bud's like, yeah, I want to go do it with you. So I'm like, yay. Well, the weather was a little crazy. Getting out of Nashville was crazy. Uh, And, yeah, you know, trudging through the snow and the slippery conditions, it just, it wasn't to be. So, we just went and had fun. We just kind of did our own thing and had fun, and it was good. Um,
1: And normally, normally doing a long run like that, we're starting on the trail at, like, 6.30 or something.
0: Yeah. Or
1: 7 or or whatever, sunrise.
0: and it's so far as, you know, normally a three hour drive from Nashville to get to Frozen Head. Uh, and in the snow and ice, it took a lot longer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and yeah, we were moving slower. And so it just wasn't the day to do it. And so we'll go back. Um, there's plenty of time. And
1: then they so. had they had like a curfew of 430 to get they're off the They're very trail.
0: strict about yeah. wanting you off the trail. They do check. Um, yeah, they they are really strict about that.
1: So um, I'm used to. You know, doing if we did like a full marathon distance like that, I'm used to having, you know, two, three hours at the end in the darkness with headlamps. And, you know, you can start at whatever 8 a.m. and you can get off it, you know, maybe 10, 12 hours or however long it takes.
0: And for people who are like, whoa, that's like a long time to be on trail. This is, frozen head is yes where the barclays take place or part of the barclays takes place for those who don't or like what the heck is frozen head and why are they talking about it it is the you know infamous yellow gate the barclay marathons Mm -hmm. takes place there uh the train's tough so bud saw that firsthand. (laughs) oh man
1: well in (laughs) the snow it's ridiculous in the ice yeah
0: it's harder yeah because you had originally asked me like should are you bringing poles i'm like hell yeah I'm bringing poles like oh my god huh. it's frozen head what do you mean man yeah so it's you know it's tough terrain um and in the snow and ice yeah it's extra tough and wind wind chills near freezing and 30 mile per hour wind gusts on ridge lines it's tough mm. um so yeah but it was fun I enjoyed it immensely uh, we did camp in the cold weather and handled it pretty well. I think we did pretty good, so maybe we can get like passports to be Northerners now. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: Uh, we did pretty good, so yeah, it was a good trip. Um, that's where I trained a lot for Bigfoot, and, and yeah. I love that place. And so it was fun to get to take you uh, oh, because it was we great. do run so much together, but you've never been, so, so it's fun. So the-
1: Like the half loop we did was like eleven point two seven is what I had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Eleven and a quarter miles or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was chimney top is the name Mm -hmm. of that first trail. Yeah. And then we came down on what was the name of it?
0: Uh we did one of the old Mac trails. There's a north one and a south one. I think we did the south because it was a little bit shorter. Um so is it called
1: is it called Chimney Top because there's chimneys up there? Yeah, we it's like saw the rock that.
0: stacks, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: yeah. abandoned chimneys from where cabins used to be. Oh, well, that what? as
0: well. I think it's named Chimney Chimney Rock because of the rocks, the rock formations. They look
1: like chimneys. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um,
0: but so but
1: they're like, actually, there actually are chimneys up
0: there. There are, yeah, there yeah. are. There's some ruins up there, yeah, yeah, so there is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we did a nice little loop and uh, the campgrounds, <laughs> so when we first got to the park, the campground was closed because the roads
1: oh, were all iced, iced. over, yeah.
0: completely iced over. And so, you know, I'm sitting here like, I really want to camp, I booked the campsite with the yellow gate, you know, I'm like looking forward to this. And so one of the park rangers looked at me like I was crazy because I was like, well, are y'all going to open the campground? (laughs) And they were like, uh. Um, And so I was like, well, you know, I paid and I plan on camping tonight. Uh, And they didn't seem too thrilled about it, which I thought was a little odd. And then we're like, well, we can camp in the parking lot. And they didn't like that answer either. So (laughs) anyway, it's needless to say. Uh, It warmed up, some of the snow and ice melted, and we were able to get into the campground. We were the only ones there. (laughs) It was hilarious. It's the first time I've ever been to Frozen Head in a completely empty campground. Um, And they
1: they have, like, the world's best camp bathrooms, which were closed.
0: Which were closed. Yeah, they have heated bathrooms with, like, updated nice showers, like, for camp, uh, which were closed. (laughs) So yeah, it was just one of those weekends where it didn't really work out the way Mm -hmm. I had anticipated in my head, but that's okay. I still, it's still my favorite place to go and camp and run. Um, I love that place. I go there often, a lot of times by myself Mm -hmm. because I just, I love it so much. Um, so so yeah, but it was good.
1: So it was like the first part, we went up the steep part chimney, uh, top and, uh, I was thinking it was like a twenty percent grade. That's just in my brain, you know. And then later, looking at the actual elevation gain, uh, that's about right because Mm -hmm. it's a thousand feet a mile is what you. Yeah, that that is that is twenty percent, right? Close to it, or something.
0: Man, I do the math. Listen, listen.
1: It has been a long day. (laughs) For every. 5200 so i'm on my second
0: beer (laughs) it's been a long day i'm not doing any math
1: (laughs) so it's so steep and relentless and then in the snow and the ice it's like so slippery yeah
0: yeah especially Um, going down oh my gosh oh that's even sliding yeah i mean it was just slow going because yeah it was it was just a little Mm -hmm. treacherous it was super fun though i love oh yeah that mountain that trail um got no PRs that day, but it's okay. We had a blast, an absolute blast. You know, we and, saw
1: um a bunch of deer tracks and even yeah. hog hog tracks.
0: Yes. Right? Pigs yes. and stuff. Yes. Yeah.
1: And that where the pigs were rooting around in the snow.
0: Yeah, it, that it was you know, unreal. Yeah, there was lots. We didn't see any actual wildlife, but lots of signs nope. because with the s- tracks in the snow, it was yeah. kind of interesting to see how much is up there. Um there's not a lot of people, not a lot of people walking around in the snow, so it was it was cool to see all yeah. the animal tracks and kind of the signs that you could see in the snow of the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty neat. No uh, yeti sightings, unfortunately. No Sasquatch. No. I was a little disappointed.
1: I didn't really see any hoped. of that either. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really hopeful, but it didn't work out.
1: I saw some yellow snow. I, I did see that. Some
0: yellow snow. Ooh, I wonder if it's yeah. uh, lemon flavored, but. <laughs>
1: I don't think so. (laughs) Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it was good. Um, You know, listen, I'm a summer girl. I love the heat. I love summer running and jumping into waterfalls and all that fun stuff. However, I will say that winter and snow running has really grown on me, particularly in the snow. I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it. Now, I don't want to do it all the time. Like, I don't want to live somewhere where it snows all the time. But I did enjoy it. I got to run in Nashville in this nice snow and ice and got to get frozen head for the second time in the snow. And I, yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm kind of ready for spring, but I'll admit that I had a good time in the
1: cold. Yeah. So. So what would be some of your recommendations for people if they were going to, like start trail running in the snow and they've never done that what would you tell them
0: um i mean layers like you have to have the right Mm -hmm. amount of layers like you've got to dress correctly if you dress correctly it is no big deal it feels great you're not going to be freezing you're not going to feel miserable um because Mm -hmm. you're going to be dressed appropriately and of course if you have layers you can strip down as needed um but yeah i think having good base layers like wool base Mm -hmm. layers um okay and no matter
1: what your feet are going to get wet no matter what.
0: Yeah. Your feet are going to, you know, when you're not moving, your feet are going to be cold because they're going to be wet,
1: but they're going to get wet because the snow, snow. is going to get all over your shoe. And yeah. And then it yeah. gets
0: warmed up by your feet yeah. Your shoes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of a part of it. And listen, yeah. I, was, I grew up in the eighties. Okay. I'm really a fan of leg warmers. Okay. Like listen, ladies and men too, who are brave enough to try.
1: (laughs) Like those kind, yeah.
0: Well, I have some wool uh, leg warmers, so Mm. I have my leggings on. I have a skirt on top of that, and then I wear leg warmers, and I have some wool, like handmade wool leg warmers. Those suckers are great, and if you get too hot, you can just yank them off. Um, I love them. I'm a fan of them. Uh, I. And when it's cold or in the snow, I'm wearing them. I don't care. (laughs) I'm bringing back the 80s, baby. Um, And you said you
1: you bought them on Etsy, right? That pair I bought
0: on Etsy. My mama made me one pair. uh, And then I have this other pair that's Mm -hmm. handmade uh, out of wool from Etsy. And they are great. And they hold up. I wash them, you know, like after every trail run because they get muddy and and snowy and yucky. um, And they are amazing. And so... Just knowing how to like dress in the correct amount of layers, I yeah. think is key. Um, you know, listen, we don't live up north. I'm not running in like 20 inches of snow. I can't give advice there. But if you're if you're running in some snow, you know, the layers. What was this,
1: like five inches, six inches? Yeah, maybe something five like that.
0: inches. Yeah. And if you're gonna have ice, you know, you might want some yak tracks or oh put yeah, little I forgot sheet about that. metal screws in your shoes, which I've done before.
1: There was for some, some traction. Areas where it was totally ice and it was like super slick.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so oh, that we kind saw, of stuff.
1: We saw footprints with yak tracks. There was people Yeah, someone who, ahead of us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Had, had gone track. through. Yeah. So I think that and you know, we probably could have used some yak tracks. Because there was mm. some icy spots. Um, oh,
1: tell tell people what yak tracks are. We're saying yeah, that so word. Yeah,
0: so if people don't know, I mean, most, I would think, people who live around snow and ice know. Uh, they, you can get them at REI and some running stores. They are just kind of like, you know how, well, I don't really know because I don't live up north. But I'm imagining that people put, like, um, snow chains on their tires for traction, right? Like, that's what they do. Mm. Um, and this is, like, for your shoes. They're just, like, these little traction devices that slip over the bottom of your shoes. Uh, they're metal and whatever. And they give you traction yeah. on the ice. Yeah.
1: It is, it is just, like, snow chains. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so yeah. Uh, if you don't want to buy those, um, you can drill the little, what is it, the three-fourth-inch uh, sheet metal screws into the bottom yeah. of your tread. And they're removable. Uh, I've done that before. I did that for Mount Mitchell one year when it was icy. Um, of course those you can't take on and off on the trail, but if you want like a dedicated pair, you know, take a pair of old trail shoes and just drive the sheet metal screws. There's like tutorials
1: on the web. All you gotta do is Google it. And then Um, if you you walk on a towel floor, you're going to like tap dance. It's like
0: tap dancing. Yeah. (laughs) That might be fun. Uh, the only thing
1: that scares me Make sure your screw doesn't poke through the bottom. Well,
0: that's why you and, use the right size yeah. ones. You have to use the ones that don't reach all the way through the tread. Yeah, yeah.
1: When you um, install them, take take your shoe off before you install them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good, to be safe. Good point, bud. Good point. Yeah, so those kinds huh. of things. Uh, you know, just if you... I think it takes a little bit of experience like being out in those conditions mm-hmm. to kind of see what gear works for you. Some people don't need as many layers, some people need lots more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it's trial and error for me. I feel like I've finally got it down, but I don't know. What what yeah. do we southerners know? I don't know. We see snow like twice a year if we're lucky. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah we get cold temperatures, so like the layering and stuff, we're always experiencing yeah. that. But
2: I oh, think yeah.
1: snow and trudging through it you know it's it Different. feels like it's it's like walking through sand so it's like you've got mm-hmm. more energy and effort for each step you know yeah
0: that's true and then
1: yeah. when you, you you obviously through the snow you cannot see the rocks and yes. so you're yes. like twisting your ankles you're doing all that kind of stepping crap through
2: holes
0: Yeah, stepping through
1: holes yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, you do run into that. So it's just a different, different thing. And yeah, I mean, I'm not any expert in the snow, although I've done Mount Mitchell in the snow and ice oh. and of course, frozen head in snow and just running the few times around Nashville when we've gotten a little bit of snow. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, layers, traction, all that, that good stuff uh, is really what you need. So I guess our northern friends can can tell us more, but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, you know, and so we camped uh, with overnight temperatures, you know, in the teens. Um, and I, I stayed warm. I didn't really have any problem. We both car camped or SUV camped, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Normally, uh, I would camp like in a tent, but being so cold and it was supposed to yeah. rain and warm up and rain and it was wet. Um, yeah, we decided to sleep in our cars, and it worked out great. Yeah. So
1: I'm out. not, I'm not like an expert camp or anything like that I camp every now and then and I'm really kind of getting into car cam- or truck camping or whatever yeah and so um can you tell us a little bit about your setup and what, what you have well
0: okay so first of all normally I would take our van we have a van a Ford transit that we converted into an adventure van it has a bed we built into it it has a uh, electric cooler it has like a heating system it's really nice it's set up to camp out of However, it's not four-wheel drive, uh, and so I was a little nervous driving it um, from where I live in the snow. So I decided to drive my Toyota Sequoia, which is four-wheel drive, um, and camp out of it, okay? So it's just my everyday vehicle. It's not modified in any way. And so um, this was kind of a new experience for me because I'm a little bit spoiled, Uh, because I've usually like, if I go to frozen head, I will camp out of the van and it's very nice. Okay. (laughs) Or if I go somewhere, we'll camp out of the van. So this was different for me. I took the Sequoia. Uh, and so all I did, you know, I, um, laid down the back seats, the two back rows, put them down, threw down some, um, like some foam mats and, and my sleeping bag on top of that with some blankets and it worked perfectly. It was great. Um, we I did bring like a firebox, a propane firebox, uh, you know, because it was wet and rainy. We would have we would have
1: died without that because yeah, so it's we nice. could not light a fire. It was totally wet.
0: Yeah, everything was wet. Um, yeah. I love a wood fire, obviously, when I camp, uh, but because it was wet, um, yeah, we brought the firebox. It's just a propane rigged box. Mm. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, where you can have like a little fire going and I brought a camp stove to cook over Um, and that's it that's really it and then at night just kind of bundled up in my car
1: I'll describe the propane firebox okay (laughs) yes please do this is like an army surplus ammo can okay it's big and uh, it has a small propane tank with a small regulator and that Mm -hmm. like like your barbecue would have And that hose goes to the ammo can and connects to um, like half inch pipes or three quarter inch pipes that have holes drilled in them like a plenum. So that's your burner. And then uh, above that is a grate with lava rocks and stuff like that. And so when you light this thing with like a barbecue grill lighter, you have this flame that comes out really, really big. It doesn't burn like a barbecue grill because they, can't get any oxygen into the box so like the flames come out and they're burning you know six ten inches above the box yeah and it and so it looks like a campfire in a box it's right puts right. out a lot of heat it's super convenient you can um turn it off and then it, the thing's yeah. ready to stow within a few minutes you know it's cooled back down yeah and but it ignites immediately because it's propane and yeah
0: it's really nice Props to my husband. That was his idea. He wanted it. Yeah. He ordered it. And, uh, I, you know, at first, admittedly, I was like, "What the hell? We need a fire?" No, it's perfect. You,
1: if but you had, a, if you were um, at a race and you're uh, crewing people, mm-hmm. and you've got like camp chairs sitting around yeah. in a circle waiting at an aid station or something, yeah, that's the type of thing you want because it's oh, portable. Yeah. It doesn't require anything but the propane tank. You can start it. You can turn it off you can move it. There's no mess. There's no, there's no regulations around, you know, fire making and stuff like that. So you you can have it. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was my first time actually using it. Um, and yeah, I I like it, you know, at first when we, like when we were buying it, I was like, I don't know, are we ever going to use this? But yeah, I definitely see the benefit.
1: And it's probably marketed towards like off-road drivers yeah like, like
0: overlanders and yeah, stuff like exactly. that yeah yeah it's great it's great mm-hmm. you can make a fire anywhere and um yeah so we used that used a camp stove and yeah it was nice and easy real easy mm-hmm. um i think anybody you can you've got room to lay down seats or whatever you can camp out of your car and then even so in cold temperatures now, was so fine. now that you
1: bring that up I'll, i gotta tell you about my setup okay yes so the fifth generation forerunners when you fold down the back seat there's like a ledge so like you've got like your your car may fold down flat and yeah, and yeah. it's easy mine's got like a 2 inch hump and so that's what the the bane of existence of all the forerunner people is this fifth generation one has like this 2 inch hump in there so you have to build a platform to either overcome that or do something else so if you saw what i had it was like um It's called YoHo, and some dude in some dude in Canada came up with this two by four rig where you can have like an IKEA bed frame somewhere in the back of your truck. And so I had that back there. There's not a whole lot of room because you're up high. Yeah. But what that does, it gives you a tremendous amount of storage underneath. So
0: yeah, it was pretty neat. I liked it.
1: I had all those laundry baskets underneath the bed with you know my crap in there and a cooler beside it and all that. But you're camping halfway up. So you you don't have a whole lot of headspace. You just kinda of gotta yeah. slither in there and sleep, you know. It's
0: like a little bunk. Yeah.
1: It's like a bunk. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. I
0: thought nifty. it was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: But then in the in the truck with no heat, you know, it's gonna get cold at night. But with a mummy yeah. bag, you're fine.
0: Oh yeah, it's, with it's a good perfect. sleeping bag, yeah. and then I even threw a blanket on top. It was fine. Yeah, I have a Kelty like cold weather sleeping bag. It was totally fine. I never I do felt have
1: cold. One suggestion because I hated What's this: that? getting up in the middle of the night to pee. Oh, the in worst. the rain, in the cold. Yes, bring a wide mouth Gatorade bottle or something where you don't have to get out.
0: That doesn't work for us females, bud. We don't get have a bucket. A, we don't have yeah.
1: You can, they have like, they have like, you know, buckets that you can convert into a potty or something.
0: So listen, I, yeah. So here's my spill. After no business 100, when Jim and I ran no business 100, uh, we slept in the van afterwards. We finished at night. And so we just went to the parking lot in our van to sleep. Yeah. And anyone who runs ultras, if you're like me, this is the deal. The hydration catches up with you. So after I run like a, anything over 50 miles. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I ran a hundred miles, anything like your hydration, you have been hydrating and fueling so seriously for over 24 hours that you cannot stop peeing. Like every hour, your bladder's (laughs) full and you got to pee. So imagine after a hundred miler, it's cold outside, your legs hurt. So I was having to climb down out of the bed onto the van floor and then open the van door and then squat in the parking lot to pee like every hour. And I told Jim, we woke up the next morning. I was like, I am buying a bucket (laughs) (laughs) my next 100 miler. If I'm sleeping in the van, I'm buying a bucket. Okay. It was like the worst. And so, yeah, that thought crossed my mind when I was camping. And I did have to get up one time in the middle of the night to pee. And I thought, man, if I had a bucket.
1: (laughs) See, um, this is like regular medical body stuff. But you know how like after you're dehydrated and stuff and you're peeing and it's like dark, nasty. Yeah. Gas station kind of pee. And you can even if you're peeing and you can like smell it. You don't wanna be sitting in the van with a bucket and True. that's gonna get rank.
0: Well and, you're gonna have yeah, I mean put a carbon filter over it. I don't know, but
1: <laughs> and you don't wanna you don't wanna um like accidentally kick it over, you know?
0: See, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> Step in. And then little. I would
1: also um if you had your dog with you or something, oh, I gosh. would say that it's just <laughs> it's a done deal it's asking over asking for trouble asking for trouble yeah
0: yeah so i don't have this figured out yet i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know but i but i do know that the next time i run an ultra and i have to spend the night yeah. in the van i'm gonna have some system set up where i'm not climbing out of the bed yeah climbing out of the van and in a parking lot peeing <laughs> well, <laughs> all hours of the night okay yeah
1: so so i was taught like the gatorade bottle trick from a buddy of mine because we were hunting and stuff and he's like you cannot pee in the woods you cannot pee off the tree uh, yeah. stand you're you you'll have you know human scent he's like you've got to pee in the Gatorade bottle bring bring one or whatever well, there's yeah. only one there's one problem with the Gatorade bottle what you What's need that? to well they fill up and <laughs> yes. so but I have three
0: boys that yeah. I travel with I know this <laughs> very well
1: <laughs> the Gatorade bottle Depending upon which one you get, you can put like, you know, two or three peas in one of these things. Right. (laughs) But you're going to reach a point where one of your peas is going to fill that bottle up and. (laughs) You can't not stop peeing when you're peeing. It's not possible.
0: (laughs) And then you got a problem on your hands. Then
1: you got a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I I know this
1: because I have three boys. Plan accordingly. (laughs) Yes.
0: So what we're saying is, I don't know what we're saying. Find a bucket, but be careful. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to figure out some solution. Normally I'll be camping in my van, not my car. Mm -hmm. But even so, uh, yeah, I thought after that hundred miler, I thought that I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Waking up every hour to go pee. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure something out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll get back to everybody on our <laughs> solutions for for discarding uh, urine.
1: <laughs> are you um,
0: emptying the coffee pot? Bud yeah. Oh, that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so, the new term that everyone's going to start using when you got to pee, you're going to empty the coffee pot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what I can. Huh? So, so I've got like a dude at work. A, a lot of the guys I work with are uh, you know veterans and stuff.
2: Yeah. And
1: so you hear slang. And he's like, OK, that's like an Army euphemism or Air Force yeah. euphemism or whatever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm back there. I'm like, hey, where's Adam? And the other dude, Sean, is like, oh, he's empty in the coffee pot. And I thought, OK, that meant he's going to go pee or something like that. And then uh, but really, he was empty in the coffee pot. So I thought it was like a euphemism that was blowing over my head, you know, <laughs> you know, military guys have all this slang, you know, they have and they say it all the time. And it's it's hilarious. But so, so that one is mine now. That's my phrase. Yeah,
0: you did that. And I've, I every that. time I've had to pee since yeah. we ran at Frozen Head, I'm like, I got to go empty the coffee pot. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, that's everybody use it. That's a bud. Yeah,
1: because, like, yeah. you know, military guys, they drink coffee all day long and it's I just, drink
0: coffee all day long. Well, I do, bud. too.
1: Right. <laughs> you can you can see them like standing there with their coffee. You know, yeah. mug all freaking day long. You know, yeah.
0: that's funny. Yeah, gotta empty the coffee pot. So, anyways, <laughs> we're gonna figure out how to empty the coffee pot when you're car camping. What's the best way? We're gonna we're gonna work on it and let y'all all know. Oh, uh, that's funny. So yeah, so I think we were pretty successful on our frozen mm-hmm. head trip. It's 2022. Uh, we're getting back to adventure running, to podcasting. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so it was a fun experience. Uh, the bathrooms were not working, and Bud. Uh, there's something you should know about Bud. Bud likes what to do shower. I do? You like a shower. Oh
1: yeah. You I'm like to clean. be clean. I know.
0: Listen, I'm a dirt bag. I, I, it, you know, it doesn't phase me. Uh, but Bud likes to be clean. So we had to mm-hmm. drive and find him another shower to use. Uh, there was another one at a pavilion. There was a bathroom with a shower. Um, hold on, my kids are screaming. <laughs> I'm just there if I ignore the kids in the background. Um, and so, anyways, which sparked a conversation about bathing and like, is it possible mm-hmm. to bathe too much? And could it actually be better for you to bathe less?
1: So it, it is possible to bathe too much because mm-hmm. i'm I agree. i've seen well i've seen people who have like um ocd and they've like washed their hands too frequently and then it t- or destroys their skin you know yeah like a, yeah. a psychological issue um but i think like bathing after a ter- a strenuous workout That's, that's my cutoff point. That's where you have to bathe. It's like you've done this strenuous freaking. So it's not like going two or three days without bathing. But if you have, if you break a sweat and that dries on you, if it's like a tremendous sweat and it dries on you, it's like clogging your pores and it's causing like not natural bacteria to be on you. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. And so for like, um, this kind of goes back to the Military type stuff. Where um, I can remember in military school getting the worst case of athlete's foot I ever had in my life, and also getting the worst case of jock itch that I've Ooh. ever had in my life. Yes.
0: Okay, I've and had none of those things. <laughs> but continue. You
1: don't. You don't have a jock, so you don't know. <laughs> you
0: don't know what that's why. Like. Are you sure, Ben?
1: We <laughs> I mean, so. I I can relate it to ultra running, whereas we had to march and do shit all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time, and chafing is, like, a a million times worse when you got that other bullshit going on.
0: (laughs) That's true. I'm
1: I'm serious, and there's only one way to cure this, and that's bathing and then spraying yourself off with, like, athlete's foot spray. That's the only way, and I don't just mean your feet. (laughs) I mean other stuff and that and and that's an old boy remedy someone else had to tell you hey you're just gonna have to bite down hard and spray yourself with this it's gonna burn but you'll be but you'll be okay (laughs) don't ever let it happen again i
0: mean i think most humans bathe too often like uh i mean obviously you want to smell nice if you're going out in public but hear me out okay okay a lot of doctors do think that people over bathe nowadays because we need those natural oils, that natural microbiome that lives on our skin, that repels viruses and kind of keeps our uh, whole skin biome in check. And so I do think you can wash too much. I think you can sanitize too much. There's all those studies about... Kids aren't exposed to enough uh, bacteria and dirt, and it affects their immune system and their gut health and their skin microbiome and brain development. So I think there's a fine line between too much bathing and not enough. Um, But yeah, like if I'm camping, come on, and it's winter, I can skip a shower till I get home. I mean, I'm just saying, but... (laughs) If you're a backpacker, you know, like, you know, you go a while without showering and you survive. But, yeah, I mean, during the summer, it's a little bit different. I feel like, you know, it's a lot harder to uh, get away with skipping some bathing. But, yeah, I'm a fan of um, I don't have to be squeaky clean all the time. And so if there's not a camp shower, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Bud's laughing because Bud is not.
1: Like when I'm... (laughs) Like, I can can go a couple days with doing the whore bath or whatever it is, just, you know, (laughs) pits and privates or whatever.
0: (laughs) That sounds very politically correct, Uh, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what they call it. Pits and privates, just whore bath. Um, But I have one of those things like a, it's like a two or three gallon. water thing that you pressure up with a hand pump and it squirts yeah. with a water hose yeah. and you can take a camp shower from that
2: yeah. and
1: even you can plug it into your uh, cigarette lighter and it'll get um <laughs> it'll heat up i'm serious
2: yeah I, I know but i even
1: <laughs> like it like at deer camp and stuff we were getting like jugs of water and bathing with that you know
2: yeah
1: and okay. and, and so you can do that um yeah and I don't like to be disgusting. I don't like that at all. Maybe
0: I just like it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're animals. And, you know, you think about, like, through evolution, we didn't, before we discovered soap, we didn't bathe, like, you're animals. Just, my dog's not going to bathe himself every day. He licks himself, you know um yeah so i don't know
1: so i I can't uh,
0: bud and i do not we agree to disagree on bathing (laughs) frequency
1: (laughs) i can't i can't lick myself it's too (laughs) it's too far to reach and i can't i just can't do that
0: Uh, yeah i get it yeah so anyways (laughs) When I have to go out in public and do, like, real-world stuff, yeah, I bathe. But if I'm going to be on the trail for a couple days, I'm not going to sweat it if I don't bathe. So, anyways, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> well,
1: I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't mind at all, like, the, um, you know, in, like, a 100-mile event, you go, like, overnight and stuff. And, oh, and yeah. you're you're nasty, and you've had sweat drown you three oh, or four yeah. times. Yeah. And But I think... When it came to like multi-day races where you've got like four days to finish something like a two hundred mile race or something, there's something that happens to people when when you do bathe that you get rejuvenated to keep going. and, well, and yeah, you of course you it feels
0: good, but
1: you don't you don't have to waste any time you're you're you need to change your clothes you need to change a lube you need to change yes. all this other stuff and you bathe and then all of a sudden you're fresh again but you're if you're out in the person. wilderness
0: that's not going to happen like if you're out there doing bigfoot 200 and it takes you four days you ain't bathing like sorry. yeah you are
1: there's places to bathe there i'm empty. not
0: okay let, let me rephrase that lauren ain't bathing <laughs> <laughs> Bud's dying over here because he knows he has to be my pacer. I, yeah, I, <laughs> He's already gagging. <laughs>
1: I, I know what Lauren smells like at each stage of the race. Okay? It, ain't, it
0: ain't pretty is what you're saying.
1: I, I know what 20 miles is. I know what 50 is. I know what 70 <laughs> smells like. I know what 100 smells like.
0: Yep. it ain't ain't, ain't roses is what he's trying to say y'all no yeah (laughs) but but that's okay we're animals we're not supposed to smell good but
2: anyways
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways yeah so bathing you know i mean some people yeah it's a hard thing but yeah i think the Mm -hmm. more that you spend time in the woods and like doing a hundred miler like yeah the times I've done a hundred miler and attempted a hundred miler, like I have gone home and gone st- or to the hotel or to the van and gone straight to bed. Like I'm not taking a shower. Like that is not the first thing on my to-do list. I'm going straight to bed. Like I want to lay down and not do anything and sleep. Um, and then I'll shower later. And so that's what I usually do. Unless bud's around, then I'm forced to <laughs> get clean. <laughs> Mandatory. You must bathe yourself. So yeah, but it, it's it is funny because you know some people just, yeah, you gotta have a shower. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, all that to say, I was still disappointed that the bathrooms are closed at Frozen Head. Cause I was looking forward to a warm shower. But anyways, well, especially open. because it's
1: so cold. You <laughs> it's know? so
0: cold. You just want to get warm. Yeah.
1: yeah. So anyways, but there's it, another. This is kind of like bodily function type talk. Still, sorry. But <laughs> the uh, the whole thing with the microbiome and all that, keeping you more healthy and all that. There's like other ritualistic habits that showering, like you can. Blow your sinuses out in the hot shower, and if okay. you do that daily, then you've got like less um bullshit in your head, and you're okay. gonna be you're gonna be more clean, you know.
0: More what,
1: okay, like, <laughs> you know? Do you pee in the shower, bud? Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So it's like you know, double duty.
1: I don't have to pee every time I'm in the shower, <laughs> but if I have to, I will.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Easier for dudes. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I don't no, know. That's
1: not, I, no, it, that's the same. It's the same for women same? in the shower. Yeah, in the, so shower. In the shower. What's yeah, the difference? Fine.
0: Yeah, I guess. I'd be curious. We should take a poll who, and we can d- divide it up between the genders. Like, who pees in the shower? Do more men pee in the shower than women, or is it equal? Interesting. We should do an anonymous I'll,
1: poll, bud. I'll vote now. I pee in the shower if it, but I don't always have to, but I will. The,
0: okay, I will. So I'll tell y'all. I can't believe I'm telling y'all. The only time I pee in the shower is when I do a long event somewhere. And, and you can't sit down because you're tired. Yeah. Well, no. Well, like you do that Rosenhead. in public?
1: What? No. See, that's <laughs> even worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, like, after 100 miles, you have to pee every 10 minutes. So, I'm like, okay. in the shower, I'm like, I gotta okay. pee so bad. Normally, I don't be in the shower. I mean, why would I? Um, but yeah, no, after an endurance event, when I have this thing where I have to pee all the time, uh, it's like, okay, well, I'm already in the shower, so, so here we go.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in this triathlon stuff, and I'm going to tell you, like, there's people that, I think it's perfectly fine to pee when you're doing an open water swim, okay? You're in the lake, or you're in a the river. fish pee the in ocean. the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so you pee in your wetsuit if okay. you're wearing a wetsuit. Yeah. But but water transitions through there. That's fine.
0: You're getting rinsed all, there's, all good? No,
1: there's... <laughs> I'm going to try not to cuss, but there's sons of bitches that pee in the YMCA pool. I know Ooh. that they do that. And they admit to that.
0: Ooh, now that... That is, that
1: is not me. Okay?
0: That's pretty gross.
1: Yeah. No, they pee in the public pool where we swim yeah, our laps. Yeah,
0: like, that's why I don't like public pools, bud. That's why I don't want to be a I swimmer. Know. I can't handle it.
1: Mm-mm. Like, nope. for me, it's like, when when I'm swimming, uh, and it's going to take me an hour to do as long as I'm going to be in there, you have to get out and pee sometimes. Yeah. Other, pe- other people, they don't get out.
0: Ooh, and that is why Lauren is not going to go in a public pool to swim. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's. Mm-mm. Don't do it, guys. Listen, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're training for a triathlon, just jump out and use the bathroom for crying out loud. Mm. Yeah. OK. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. OK, that's why I only swim in uh, rivers <laughs> and lakes with river monsters and scary things.
1: <laughs> Once ones that are hooked up and the sewer runoff is going in on the Yeah, right, right.
0: Oh god.
1: Nowhere huh. safe. Nowhere <laughs> Oh man. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, that is our 2022 start to the year uh adventure run in camp. I think we did pretty good. Uh we found bud a shower, so that yeah. was a success. Um yeah, it was good. And so what do we have up next, bud?
1: Um well I, I i don't remember i don't know <laughs> i have to look at the calendar or something
0: <laughs> well i mean let's see jim's doing a race at the end of january but we have we have a race actually my only race of the year uh is black mountain is end oh of yeah that's right yeah
1: that's the next one yeah i thought you meant like an adventure
0: oh thing. well yeah i mean we got more things coming up but that's like my only race that i've signed up for. I just lost you, bud. Are you there? Yeah,
1: I got a dude um trying to call me, but I can can get to him in a minute.
0: He's just gonna have to hold on. (laughs)
1: He's gotta wait.
0: (laughs) Um so yeah, so I'm excited. It's my the race I never miss, never want to miss. Um yeah, so that's that's it. And then I want to do some more adventure stuff. I don't know how it's gonna pan out. We'll see. Um depends on weather and when we do it. But yeah Mm -hmm. pretty good start. We're doing good, bud.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, what I was going to talk about was um, my favorite trail food, which is Uncrustables. Uh huh. And which you learned maybe, from? Yeah, I learned it from you. <laughs> from me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a peanut butter jelly sandwich, but it's got—it's like for kids, but they're so easy because they're individually wrapped, and you can yeah. just take them with you. And it's—it's it's good, uh, solid it's, food or whatever.
0: Portable and portable yeah, real food.
1: And, you know, it's individually wrapped, so it's not going to be, like, um, bacteria and shit, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, it doesn't,
0: like, leak out all over everything. Like, the, when you make a peanut butter and jelly yourself, you know, like, sometimes the yeah. jelly leaks out, and it gets all squished, and it doesn't taste I have again. never
1: been, like, budgeting stuff, like, with money, mm-hmm. but lately, I'm getting more keen on that. Yeah. And, hell, I, I if I needed something, I just bought it. I didn't care what. So... Did uncrustables like all of a sudden like double in price? Oh, because they're
0: so expensive. That's why I stopped buying them. So I love them, they, but yes. I don't buy them anymore. <laughs> well, it's also time, hard to find them. They're always they're, sold they're out. They're wiped out.
1: Yeah, when it's snowing, they're wiped out. Yeah, but I could have sworn that it was ten dollars a box this last time I bought it.
0: Yeah, and I don't I buy them anymore.
1: They used to be like two, three dollars or something.
0: So. And There was like a shortage. So during the pandemic, when all that crap happened, you could not find them. And so I still will buy them for races because I think they're just so, like, for long, if I'm doing something long, when you're out of town.
1: Yeah. You can get drop by and get them. It's so easy.
0: Yeah. That's what I do. But now Mm -hmm. for like training at home and stuff, I just make my own because they are, they're hard to find. They had shortages. Maybe it's better now. And then they got real expensive, like real expensive.
1: They doubled Um, or tripled in price. Yeah. So it's a
0: little crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think you could, for that price, man, you could buy a whole loaf of bread, a whole brand new peanut butter, a whole brand new jelly. And you could make, 25 sandwiches yeah well you saw size, i had yeah. i had a yeah.
0: homemade peanut butter and jelly this time at frozen mm. head i didn't buy incrustables um
1: you know yeah, what for, i bet you i swear for probably like seven dollars you could probably buy a full rotisserie chicken oh
0: you know? yeah like, yeah you could <laughs> and
1: and it's bread's good
0: yeah yeah, no, I, I have noticed. it's. Well, I just haven't been able to, to depend on finding Uncrustables because they've always been sold out, like here in Nashville. Yeah. And so I've just been making my own, but I, I noticed they're expensive. And I mean, I feel like everything mm-hmm. in running is already expensive. So I, dang it, I'm not buying $10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> have to spend 100 you know, whatever bucks on my shoes and everything else. Um, yeah, so... If you're listening, Uncrustable makers, whoever you are, <laughs> lower your prices, okay? Anyways, yeah. 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 Uh, trail food is tricky because you want it to be portable. Gels get expensive too. It's kind of the same thing with gels, you know? They yeah. add up in price. So, you know.
1: yeah.
0: People make their own.
1: So. Yeah, they I do. Know, maybe. They do. Maybe and that's you can also. I was thinking about picking them up, but it would have been like a different trip to this grocery store. But like baby food in the squirt bottles that mm-hmm. the lid can reseal. Yeah, um, they That's have okay. like different flavored applesauces sauces and God knows what. Yeah, and none of I haven't used
0: those applesauce ones before. Yeah,
1: man, they're good. And it's yeah, uh, they are. some people it may it may shoot right through them, so they're probably yeah. gonna um know have some time in the woods by themselves but you know other people can make it a who, party
0: why not?
2: Yeah,
1: well,
0: <laughs> oh, this is like the podcast of bodily functions <laughs> Every,
1: i'm sure there's some people that have experienced um you know don't don't go out on an adventure or a, or a brand new race with uh you know, changing up your diet, don't do that, oh, God, stick, no. stick to something, you know, because um, my feeling is the first time you do one of those baby foods, um, it's probably... <laughs>
0: going to go right through
1: you, <laughs> you'll be, you'll yeah, be reg- don't do anything different <laughs> the day of
0: something long, yeah, oh my God, no, yeah, you know, I've gotten kind of lately, talking about trail food, I've gotten hooked on spring energy gels, now, years yeah. ago, I tried spring, and I just wasn't a fan, mm-hmm, But I've gone back to them because they have these packets that are like 250 calories in one little packet. Um, They're still not my favorite taste-wise, but, they Mm -hmm. man, that packs a punch. Like, if I'm going to drop money on a gel, I want to get the most calories, right, for the money, and it's like natural food. Yeah. so yeah, I've kind of been been of course using my uh-huh. pe- peanut butter and jelly, but relying on the spring the the two hundred fifty calorie ones. Um, yeah, I like them. They they make me feel good. They don't upset my stomach or anything weird. So I've been kind of hooked on those. And of course, my old lady drink boost man. Wait, that's the <laughs> way to go. Like they are a little pricey, but I tell you, mm-hmm. it's pure sugar water, but it has protein in it mm. um, and and stuff and. I'm telling you, man, though they, they go down easy, they're non-dairy, so it's like I, I don't know, I'm just saying. I know it makes me look like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, they're like 250 calories in the little drink and it's just pure mm-hmm. sugar water with like, you know, vitamins and protein. And I don't know. Those things are pretty, pretty epic. They they do me good. So there you go. There's a tip. <laughs> go get some boost. <laughs> just don't so get kinda... like the high fiber ones or something like that. Don't get anything that, with fiber. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't get the ones that help you go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. hilarious.
0: Yeah, be <laughs> very careful when you buy. Make sure you get the right ones.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that's trail funny. Trail food.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: I had something else on trail food I was going to talk about. We're, 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 did we have. I thought I was going to bring stuff to make coffee on the trail. But... Yeah, well,
0: you didn't make me any coffee on the trail. I was kind of disappointed. No, hey, yeah. we made coffee at camp though.
1: Yeah, it was good.
0: Is good on the stove is good.
1: Yeah. I think on the trail, if you're, I mean, it's, it's going to be heavy accessories if you're bringing that stuff. Yeah.
0: But if you're but, fast packing, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. If you're fast packing, I feel like coffee is a necessity. I'm just going to say it. And yeah. so I showed Bud actually a picture Uh somebody had posted, I think on Instagram, uh, instead of instant coffee, you know, the instant coffee is like mm-hmm. the crystallized coffee grounds yeah. that you pour and you mix so, someone came up with a genius idea, and maybe it's mm. an old idea. I don't know, but they put coffee in a tea bag. And so you just mm. like boil or you could use regular mm. unboiled water even. and you just put the tea bag, which is really a coffee bag. so if you into put, the water,
1: so if you were going to do it cold, then it may take a long time to brew.
0: yes. like it will take longer. You have to let it you know, so
1: instant soak coffee. Deep. Instant coffee that dissolves, like the crystals that are freeze dried. Those uh, <laughs>
0: they taste bad, though, right? They've
1: like, got some that they've got some that are good. Yeah, those those <laughs> ones those ones can dissolve in cold water, and so you basically have cold brew.
0: Okay. Well, I feel like perhaps on our next excursion, you bring your instant coffee. I'm going to okay. get my hands on some of these tea bag coffee things. Okay. And we'll have a little taste testing because I'm going to tell you. I don't like instant coffee. I'm a coffee snob. I don't like it. Okay.
1: So a step up from that, like the best, well, this is not a step up. This, I would put this against anything you get at, you know, one of these coffee shops, Uh huh. but I have a Stanley, um, what it called mess kit or something. Yeah. And, and I took a broken French press. And okay. so the, pl- the plunger from the French press yeah. just fits that diameter. Perfect
2: okay and
1: so if you put that on a little butane stove and yeah get boil your water then you put whatever coffee espresso grinds in you want or whatever so you can make as quality a coffee as you ever wanted and it's french press so okay. then you just okay. plunge that bad boy down and then pour mm-hmm. it in your thing and you've got it and I feel so like this
0: could be a podcast episode how to make the best trail coffee like yeah hmm. and the whole
1: thing the whole thing because it's like a um a mess kit you, yeah when when you buy the stanley mess kit throw away all that plastic bullshit and okay. just keep the metal can that's all you really yeah. want anyway and you can uh you can fit inside there a tiny uh butane what what fuel cell or whatever yeah and, and a tiny butane burner or whatever and a ziploc bag with your coffee grinds and all that so it's it all fits in that one can okay. and so it's it's basically the size of a um of a of a bicycle water bottle, you know, when it's it's not very big okay. at all. And so it's probably a little bit too much for um purely running, but fast packing, it's it's yeah. Ideal. I mean it's like ideal. fast
0: packing and backpacking. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. I feel like
1: and then you can cook you can cook ramen in it or whatever ramen. else you want. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I feel like this is something we need to explore. Like how do you get the best coffee mm-hmm. on the trail? Lightweight. But yet mm-hmm. taste good. Yeah. Okay. I think we're gonna do this next podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. The wheels are turning. I have a kid here looking at me, wondering what I'm talking about. Coffee and trail running. You're waiting for me. We're talking about important things, child, like coffee and trail running. <laughs> Two of the most important things ever. <laughs>
1: Oh, is, that, is that Forrest? That's or, Forrest, who,
0: yeah. He's in here tell, playing Legos
1: next to me. Tell him, thank you for the picture of the helicopter coming oh, to Oh, yeah. Me.
0: Uh, Bud liked your helicopter rescue picture of the mountains that you do. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, the coffee, the best, how to get the best trail coffee. Because, I mean... Uh, You know, Bud and I talked about this a little bit, and it's something I've obviously been talking about lately, is Mm -hmm. I'm really, really making a huge switch, I guess switch is the right word, maybe transition, to um, self-supported, ultra-type things, fast-packing. I still want to do some races. I'm not leaving races behind, but especially this year, kind of the year of doing more Mm -hmm. um, self-supported, and just being on the trail as long as I can. And if that means fast packing instead of like signing up for a hundred miler. Yeah. That's really what I want to do. I just want to be on the trail more. Um, so yeah, so I've been, you know, the wheels are turning about, mm-hmm. you know, ultralight kind of gear and how, yeah. what, what it can do double duty as an ultra runner and someone who also wants to do fast packing, like what's the best gear to get, uh, someone who wants to do ultra running, but needs to camp. In order to go run the places they want to mm. do um so yeah so lots to explore this year and figure out yeah. and trial and error i'm sure so you know
1: how you know how you're supposed to um to try out your race gear in your training and stuff yeah,
2: yeah. that
1: way you know it's not gonna like give you blisters or act right. stupid when you're on the race right. and, and your your diet and your food and all that you should already know what works mm-hmm. for you when you're fueling yourself Yeah, camping in 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 the back country is the same way yeah. So you you don't want to be, um. Let, let's say you're going on like a forty mile, you know, weekend or something, and and you you don't want to camp for the first time twenty miles away from your vehicle,
0: yeah.
1: And and be setting up right. for camp for the first time, trying out to you're <laughs> like an idiot, right? So
0: you need, not knowing what you're doing or if you've got what you need. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you need to like be really good at camping in your backyard or somewhere yeah. else or at a park. I agree before you're you know so far away from your vehicle that you know yeah they do have to send a helicopter yeah and I feel
0: like especially after last summer I did a lot of um weekends by myself but camping out of the van so I feel like I have van camping down and kind of like car camping and van camping down you know that's my favorite exactly what I need uh, yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's not too hard to figure out. And so now I'm ready to make the transition to, you know, I've done backpacking before, but it's a little bit different when you're going to be running it or fast packing it and you need lighter stuff. You need, mm-hmm. uh, you have different needs nutritionally, hydration wise. It's, it's different than backpacking. It really is. Um, Cause you're covering more ground, you're mm-hmm. burning more calories so, yeah, so there's lots to explore there. I'm kind of excited. Um, trying not to, to geek out too much over it. But, yeah, I'm excited. It's just a slow transition. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens on some of these excursions we do. But I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Trial and error.
1: Yeah. I think, like, the big thing, um, the the difference between, like, fast packing and people who are, like, hiking or through hiking Mm-hmm. most most of like the through hikers are doing like 10 miles a day yeah or, yeah and and the really really good ones who are like ready are doing close to 20
2: yeah
1: and so that's like their their shelters are every 10 miles or every eight miles or whatever
2: yeah
1: and when and when we're fast packing through those sections we're doing 40 to 50 miles a day right and so yeah um you're you're covering three or four shelters you know maybe five or six shelters in a 24-hour period
0: you know right yeah
1: and different yeah
0: it's just different it's different your needs are different um everything's different you know you're the way you carry things are different Uh um yeah it's just different so we'll like we'll find out but we're gonna we're gonna dive in and find Mm -hmm. out or at least i'm gonna try uh yeah so i don't know so i've got a lot of stuff on the to-do list and maybe it'll get done and maybe not but it'll be fun trying
1: i really like the camping out of the back of an sub i love that
0: yeah and it just it's easy and it's fun and easy. it's kind of stress low stress yeah yeah low stress and you can pack extra i think that's the other thing like uh
1: yeah you can you bring can extra. Have extra
0: food you yeah. can have extra water you can have uh, extra blankets because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about hauling it around so yeah yeah and so and- there are places that are absolutely fantastic for car camping where you can still get out and explore a lot like frozen head is one of them uh the smokies lost places in north carolina we, we're lucky you know we have a lot mm-hmm. of places where you can really be out out you know um somewhere kind of remote but still able to car camp we're, we're lucky in that yeah. regard where we live yeah
1: yeah so you can your cars like if you wanted to do two or three days somewhere and your car was like your base camp and yeah. then maybe, maybe one night you camp out back country. I mean, yeah. You do like that. Do,
0: yeah, you can do that. And, that, and yeah. I would say that's probably what I'm going to do at frozen head next time. I've always done a long weekend and just use my van as like the base camp. Mm-hmm. But they have lots of backcountry sites. And so it would be very easy to be like, okay, the first night I'll, I'll van camp second night, you know, I'm going to do like a longer excursion mm-hmm. and I'll use one of the backcountry campsites. Then I can head back the third night to the van, you know, just kind of breaking up. I think that's a good, that would be like a good kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, warm up for for the real deal. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're lucky. You know, if you hike through uh, the Smokies, you can get on the AT and there's shelters. Like you said, every, you know, five to eight to ten miles, yeah. there's shelters. And so you can practice kind of uh, your backcountry skills there, knowing you have a shelter um, and kind of get the feel for that. So, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> like
1: the shelters, I just want to speak like the rules. I think they're oh, yeah. reserved reserved for like registered through hikers
0: yeah yeah you have you have to do it no um you within 30 days of when you're going to be there you're supposed to register for being at the the shelter and they do get crowded during like the peak seasons yeah so
1: give give priority to the through hikers but you can't you can't near there in that little territory yeah and so that way you're protected there's a bunch of people there for help if you need it and then you got water and camp fire and all that
0: you know, technically and you're not supposed what? to camp outside of the shelter. You know how we saw when we did the AT like tents.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're we not supposed tents. to.
0: But when they really? overfill, what do you do? Yeah, you're actually not yeah, supposed know. to. There's
1: people like spilled um, out
0: everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what the what the deal is with, with how they monitor that. But but yeah, it's it's um like you said, it's right. It's all there. You can learn a lot by camping uh backpacking through there and and using the shelter so yeah Mm -hmm. so we are very lucky that we have lots of those kinds of opportunities um and it's an easy way to test things out but yeah so we'll see we'll see as the year goes on uh what we're able to accomplish and learn and do i'm excited and looking forward to it who knows maybe i'll sign up for another race probably not this year but (laughs) next year (laughs) My husband's taking over. He's like signed up for all these races. So we've kind of switched off this year. It's kind of funny. I'm just I'm ready to do some self supported stuff. I love it. So Yeah, I was
1: thinking I was thinking of doing a smaller like sprint triathlon or something. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah. Hold on. No, I
0: have a phone call coming. Hold on. Okay. Did I lose you? Are you there? No, I'm
1: I'm here. Okay,
0: you're here. Okay. Okay, that's probably our sign to wrap it up because we've been yakking for like over an hour. <laughs> Matt Forest is next to me. He's like, yes, mom, please stop talking about running in backcountry. You're hungry. We just ate dinner. These kids. These kids. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing me. I love them. They're killing me. All right, bud. Anything else before we go? Any parting words?
1: Uh, let me think. Oh, I've meant to show you this. Okay, we got. It's a it's a coincidence. A oh no, my god! it's a coincidence.
0: God. Look what Bud is wearing.
1: So that's the Barkley. Um, the
0: Barkley Marathon shirt. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I didn't see the one you bought. I knew you bought. It was one, just but I didn't a coincidence.
1: Really it was, it was uh-huh. a coincidence. I didn't plan it. I was just.
0: Nice. It. Yeah. yeah. It. Get him a yeah. Barkley shirt while we were there. Yeah. Awesome oh so cool bud well i'm glad we got to do that and do it together um so yeah here's to more adventures 2022
1: all right lauren you have a good night you too bud all right bye-bye